Hello, and welcome back to the Infus Podcast. This is Brian. Hello, this is Derek. <laughs> we were just reading some article on Deadline for some diversity douchebag, and uh, he's British, and so I was reading it in a British accent. <laughs> yeah, definitely he, Harry Potter. I was, there I was Harry very, Potter vibes. I was very dramatic with it, too. You missed all the hand <laughs> motions that went along with it. You're, you know, so... I mean, you should have been like Wingardum Leviosa. 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 <laughs> so, no, so before we started recording, we were talking about this. There's an article on Deadline. Everyone should go read it because it's hilarious. Um, and I was I was being as, as, what's the word I'm looking for? Disrespectful as possible. Because um, the, the title of the article is Little Mermaid Criticized by Prominent Diversity Advocate for Its Dangerous Erasure of Slavery. And Marcus Ryder is an influential British campaigner who also chairs the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, which means he's queen. Yes. You think he's jealous that Kamala, Camilla, whatever the fuck her name is, got to wear a crown before he did? (laughs) He's like, oh, I wish I was, I just wish I so wholeheartedly wish that I was married to Prince Charles. And I became Queen Camilla, and he became Queen Charles. Wait, we would just both be queens together. It would be so prideful. I mean, you're really laying it on thick. I, yeah, because it's ridiculous. Because he, he, he said in the article that it should have been set in Haiti. It's the fucking Little Mermaid, dude. Calm yeah. down. Like you said, show as much disrespect to that yeah. type of opinion as possible i mean i'm going to show as much disrespect for the royal family as i possibly can too because we kept stop caring about what they said in the 1700s <laughs> so let's let's not mince words anyway daryl i am back from my trip to wisconsin it was beautiful up there we were on a lake that we couldn't get access to and then we were on a lake that we shouldn't have access to because it was too dirty <laughs> Oh, geez. That's so two appa- sides of a different coin. Because apparently Lake Winnebago up there, they call it Lake Winneseptic. Oh. And I was going to go put my feet in and everything. And they're like, you don't want to do that. And yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, I made a new friend and I definitely secured my place in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I told you what I said. Yes, you did. <laughs> So I'm not going to repeat it on the podcast because I don't want that recorded. Yeah. But I definitely secured my place in hell. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, welcome to the episode. This is episode 388, The Richmond Way. <laughs> because it was never about Ted Lasso. I have notes. <laughs> Pedantic. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. So we've got a quick one for you this week, which is why I'm being a little more blustery than normal. Um, we are just going to talk about episode 10 of Soups and Lolo, and then we're going to talk about the series finale of Ted Lasso, and then we're going to call it an episode. Yes. Even though I would really, really, really like to dig into this douchebag's talking about whitewashing out the difficult parts of our history. Yeah, I just, I, I mean, this, I don't dude, wanna... this dude is like yeah. not at all. Like, he, I think he thinks that white people showed up with, with nets. Yeah. 
I, the people like that, I don't like to give too much time to. So to, to quote Logan Roy or paraphrase Logan Roy, you're not a serious person. So oh. I'm like, who? And it's like, oh, okay. oh, the, the succession finale. Oh, oh my God. So good. Was so, it just, so uh, was it a just regular time or was it? No, it was long. Thing? It was like, like an hour and 20, 25 minutes. Oh, okay. Almost it's a movie basically. Oh yeah. And it was so good. And I thought Kendall was going to die the whole time. And what happened to him is a fate worse than death for that character. And it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It uh, got I'll dusty. It got dusty while I was watching. I'm not going to lie. And these people are all evil. It is just a testament to the writing and the acting on that show. And it's why it's my favorite HBO show of all time. My favorite show of all time is coming back, and I hope they don't fuck it up. What's that? Justified. Oh, yeah, Justified. So I love Justified. All right. Let's hop right in, though, to uh, Soups and Lolo. We are at season 10, or season 10, season three, episode 10, Collision Course, uh, directed by Elaine Monaghan. And written by Max Cunningham and Max Kronick. You ever think anyone calls him Max Cronut? Is that like a... It's the croissant donut? They're so good. Do you have a Holtman's by you? No, which was funny because I was just over there by Holtman's uh, today for about five minutes. The next time you're near a Holtman's, go in and get a Cronut. Yeah, I'll try. I'll check it's it out. It's amazing. I haven't. I haven't so. Good. Yeah, it's been like since I've moved over here or back over here. I haven't like in the last year. I haven't had a Holtzman. Yeah, but we I have mean, a couple good donuts. You get donuts here. all. Yeah. I bet your your one of your donut places has a cronut. So yeah, I I, I usually just get a there. I have maybe a handful of ones I get. Yeah. Like no matter where I go, yeah. it's just like okay, you all don't have that. You have this one though. I'll just take yep. it. So yeah, I'll have to check it out. All right. So we'll get a or out of five out of the way. Out of five ill-fitting, uh, sorry, out of five Mateo Mannheim ill-fitting suits, what do you give this episode? Uh, this was a tough one. I think I, I gave it a 2.58. All right. Uh, I went with 2.65. I didn't hate the episode. I didn't like the episode. And I kind of yeah. had to power through it. Um, Pia, her cancer story might be worse than Lois's cancer story. It's oh man, it it's it's tough watching this because again, it's one of those things where, like I said last week, trying to separate what's not working for me right. versus if they're doing a decent job on it versus also the fact that what they're trying to do should not be in a Superman and Lois show. Correct. Like so this is a like a, this is like a Sex in the City kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's. And that's that's where I have a hard time with these because thankfully the lowest part as far as her treatment and stuff was very short. We we had the voiceover of her doing it, you know, at the party at the beginning. But then like you said, we get into the Pia thing where every time that they, they she was on screen with Pia, I'm just like I don't care. I don't think I those two actors have any chemistry either. No. It, it's even when they were even in the beginning. Yeah. It, it, when she first meets her and she's just doing the treatment, there was never a nothing. There has never been anything really interesting about their conversations. No, that. And again, 
we know Lois is a good actress. And again, I've, I've never seen the other act. I've probably seen her somewhere. I, so, so her name is Daya Viata. Uh, she, she made her acting debut in 1998 on one world for two episodes. Uh, she was, she had her movie debut for Leprechaun in the hood as waitress. Number one. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, everybody has a, has a first movie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like she was she was on an episode of Castle. She was on, she was a recurring cast in, for seasons two, four, and seven for Bosch. She was a guest for season three on Bosch. She was on General Hospital. Ah, she's a soap opera actress. She was on General ah, Hospital. There we go. Okay. Uh, she was in Dexter, um, an episode the night the forest grew. In 2017, as FBI guy number two, so <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Um, anyway, so I I do not believe that she is a bad actress. I just want to get this out no. of the way. No, I just do not think her and Elizabeth Turlock, Turley Turlock, Bitsy Turlock, um, oh. had have any chemistry together. And again, like the couple scenes that- she had with Tyler Hoechlin, she had more chemistry. Yeah, I was going to say that there, I mean, that happens yeah. at times with act. I mean, with really good actors, you've seen it where it's just like, okay, they're just not meshing for whatever reason. And for this episode, again, going, and then let's talk about some of the other stuff that the whole CW team, let's go to a party thing again. They, they're doing more of that. They've done more. It seems like they've done more of this teen stuff that we we actually gave them credit for in the first two seasons of not going overboard with it's yeah. as if they're like, oh, this is like their third this. party, third or yeah. fourth party. And they're all, and Sarah's always drunk. Yeah. Have you noticed that she is a power drinker? Yeah. I was going to say she needs to. Yeah. And, and again, this is not, and I, again, I am not ignorant of this. Yes. High schoolers drink, but man, I mean, this is not even a show about high schoolers. No. She's drinking all the time. <laughs> right. Um, you know, they kind of showed Sarah to be a pretty capable character before this season. And much yeah. like Natalie, she took a backslide. Like, Nat- <laughs> what they've done to Natalie is criminal. Yeah. Um, the, the kid that plays Mateo, I don't really care for necessarily. Yeah. Um, he was, I, again, I don't think he's bad. I just think he's not. He's absolutely. No. He is, uh, he is, a, I won't say a lot better, but he's, I, I was actually, cause I know him from the all America yeah. TV show, all American TV show. He is a lot better. Yeah. That. I mean, I liked him in Creed three as young Dame. Like, yeah, uh, I liked Jonathan him as young Dame. Dangerous character. Yeah. Um, oh, he was, oh, never mind. I loved him in AP bio. I totally forgot. He's like the, the big football player in there. Uh, I've never seen that. Dude. AP bio is hilarious. If you have Peacock, go watch AP bio. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy, he's not, again, I don't think he's a bad actor. Again, just not the right, they're not giving him enough to do. He's yeah. a, they like to have him just stand around and look goofy. And it yeah. didn't help this episode when they put him in that suit that was four sizes too big for him. <laughs> he looked like Lurch. Oh, like, they, they did a, yeah. They did a Nate, a Nate Shelley to it. Yes, 100%. They Nate Shelley'd him. <laughs> Um, but and it's not his fault. It's the people on set. The the people who are in charge of costuming on the show are usually very very good. This season mm-hmm. has been super lazy. Jordan's always wearing that 
like um that big coat you know like because i think they're trying to hide that he's probably like super skinny and and kind of little and then um I'm sorry, Jonathan. Uh, Jordan is just in a hoodie all the time, so that's super easy. Sarah looks like she wants to be a mechanic but doesn't know how to work on a car. Um, I mean, mean, seriously. Like, I I don't – like. I mean, obviously, Lois hasn't been dressed to her Lois. The the character that they've done the best with costuming and and, and clothing-wise is Lana. Lana looks fucking on point this episode. Yeah. Um, You know – Chrissy needs some sleep. Like yes. some sleep. Like like Sophia. Get get some sleep. Do something. Maybe a, a skincare routine. Uh, I don't I don't know what's happening there. And again, um, they do we again, one of the things we've applauded the first two seasons is how they have the adult they don't use those tropes often right. in regular dramas where, for example, and we gave mm-hmm. we've given this multiple times in conversations of how they don't assume. They don't like cut somebody off when somebody's trying to tell them something right. and lo and behold, what do they do today or in this, this week? Hey, I have something about Kyle. You know what? I'm not going to be your, you know, whatever for Kyle, you know, you deal with it. Yeah. It, it's one of those things like seriously. Yeah. Two seconds. Yeah. And there was that. Just, yeah. Yeah. I just, she should have been like, and again, this is not Chrissy, but it's like, Lana, shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. Kyle, I think Kyle knows. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Which, that's a good segue because it leads me to my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. The the Kyle and Clark. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't call it a confrontation, but... The conversation. Conversation. <laughs> and again, this is, this is the other thing. And, and I know we have to suspend disbelief. If you don't, if you see the way that car was, and you see how mm-hmm. uh, Sarah and that other dude got out without a scratch, if you're not calling shenanigans on that, hey, something else happened. We know we have metas. Yeah, we know there's a Superman. We know there's other metas. Something happened mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Right. Like it. It. You, you just. You just. You, that's you. You have to see that. So. But in that regard, yeah, other than that, yeah, I really liked the whole – it was two minutes long, but the whole Kyle and Clark conversation. It was legitimately the best part of the episode. Yes. And and Absolutely. I liked it because he's like, I will come see you in the morning. It was really yes. – it was really well done. And, um, yeah. you know, again, like Eric Valdez cannot get enough credit for how good he is on this show. Uh, yes, I, I agree. Um, um, I, I really enjoy him as a character. I enjoy him. I, I enjoy what he's doing. I, I really like the kind of like half down on his luck, half turning his life around version that we've yeah. got here right now. Um, but you know, I also think like Lon is the mayor. He's the chief of the fire department, right? He's the fire chief. Mm-hmm. And like just the disrespect that she shows him, like when a cop car rolled up and he walked in, yeah. It was like, dude, you're the mayor, Lana. Like, like he's he's obviously here for a reason. And then when she sees Sarah get out of the car, like she still doesn't like change her. Like her motivations are really like strange right now. Cause like she was like, oh, the state house or maybe in the federal. And like it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, where did this yeah. come from? And I, I was gonna say, and 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 
this is the thing. She was ta- telling the the governor. Was that the governor? Of, yes, what, the, governor. the governor. Yeah, yeah. She was telling her that's why I've lived in Smallville my whole life, mm-hmm. and yet she's still she's now looking. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to get get here or get up here for the state or whatever. Yeah. It's 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 just it was kind of weird that whole thing with meeting the governor and again it just. It, it wasn't something it, it didn't add anything to her character it didn't add anything to the storyline right. for me i mean obviously lana for for president <laughs> <laughs> we might that might be lex though i the yeah. one thing i do like is the just that just the whispering of his name in the background of stuff yeah. and and i i do like the it's it's that oh a oh the adage of you know you know somebody's guilty you know a thousand percent people are guilty some someone's guilty of x y and z but right. they go to jail for a b and c which they didn't do yeah. which a b and c are demonstrably less severe than what you know they did and i i i do like that kind of conundrum where you know, where Lo- even Lois was, you know, talking to to Clark about it, and then Clark was like, you know, he basically said, "That's not our call." Right. And again, you know, Clark Superman's, a, you know, Superman's, you know, they call him the Boy Scout for a reason. Right. But I, I, I do, I do kind of, and I, I don't know how how much they're going to get into that. I, I mean, we know Lex gets out because yeah. you know he's. He's cast. He's cast. So he's going to be in it. I, I really thought Lex was going to have shown up at this point. I thought like, he was going to be. I, I thought, thought he was going to be, be yeah. half halfway through the season. Well, that's, the, that's uh, that that was the uh, guess who's coming to dinner episode should have been. Yes. Like, should have been Lex, not the the CW teen episode with. Yeah. The young lovers just torn apart by their horrible parents. Yeah, and and I saw the promo for next week, and Natalie's suited up, and she's like, "Just you don't give up on someone that you love because of reasons." And it's just, did she say that? Did she say because yeah. of reasons? No, no. <laughs> oh, I I just didn't remember exactly what she said, but that's barf. the the gist of you don't give up on someone you love because they made a mistake or because the, who they really are or something like that. The the one character that they had that like consistent consistently passed the Bechtel test <laughs> and they turned her into <laughs> a shell of herself. Oh, uh, so sad. So so yeah, sad. It's um yeah, the the John John like I'm I was coming around on um Michael Bishop as Jonathan Kent. And I, I think he took a bunch of steps back this week for me. He was so whiny, the whole like, well, he bails on us all the time. We should bail on him. Like yeah. that's not, not that the relationship works. these kids have with their dad. Yeah. And then then say like that's not how that works. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah, that's the thing where it's it's frustrating because it's not ter- it's still not bad right but if yeah. you compare it to the first two seasons of everything else that we've gotten in the first two seasons it's and you bad. compare it yeah if you compare bad, it, it it's yes. really bad but like, again if if this was the first season we got i'd have been like okay it's kind of pretty much like the flash it's yeah. a little bit better in some regards it's the same in other regards but it's it's i'd not i would never have been as enamored with this show right 
if we if this was like the only season we got, for example, if season yeah. three was the only season, for example. Yeah, I would not have been in there. I would have been like, it's 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 mid. Yeah, like mama 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 mid. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, here's the thing. At, at the end of the day, like the stuff that we like, we like, and the stuff that we don't mm-hmm. like, it's not like we hate any of it, really. No, it's yeah, just and- we're we're. We hold this show to a very high standard because yes. we love it. And it's, it's not like we're like, I'm not going to watch anymore. I mean, I still watched right. it on Wednesday when I was able to. Yeah. And, and it's it's along those lines. You know what? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> wow. Wowie. Wow. 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 Oh, wow. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Because we talked about that for like 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. I figured we'd be in and out in 10. Uh, <laughs> Ted Lasso, season three, episode 12, series finale? I don't know. Uh, so Long, Farewell. Once again, directed by Declan Lowney, written by Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, and Jason Sudeikis. Um, I will fully admit I cried. Like, not cried, cried. Like, I was leaking. Like, you know. Did you do a Roy Kent? I definitely did a Roy Kent. Um, I got, I got in a, I got in a fist fight with Jamie <laughs> over some little tot, um, a trumpet, scrumpet, whatever, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, this was an interesting episode. I mean, there were so many loose ends going into this episode, and they tied all of them up yeah. and introduce some new ones. Yeah. Like the whole thing about Rebecca, like maybe I'll sell the team. And when Higgins told her it was worth 2 billion, he, she could get $2 billion for it. And she like spit the tea out Ted style. That was really yeah. funny. That was really, yeah. really funny. Um, the other person who, who mocked Ted was at the end when Jamie did the here, I'm open, I'm open, pass it to me, pass it to me. It was just the exact thing that Ted did in season one, like yes. the exact I, same I way. Um, yeah. And like, I almost fell off the couch. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. I, I love those callbacks they yeah. did in this episode mm-hmm. throughout the season. The dog. And of course, yeah. And of course we also get the same, the dude, like from the first episode, oh, yeah. he was with Jamie like, Oh dude. Yeah. Like, like, Can we get like an Aussie? Guy. Yeah. Awesome. Legend. I like how he does that. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> With the snap. Um Yeah, I I thought I think as far if this is a series finale, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I'm okay. I'm not happy. I'm okay. Um I I think it went in a lot of the ways that we expected it to go. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Like, for example, we expected Beard to stay. The way they had Beard stay was hilarious. Yes. When, you know, because he's like, I'm in love with Jane and I don't want to go. What about your luggage? It's filled with rice. I haven't slept in three days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, so that was really good. Um, The all of the soccer stuff was really good. Yeah. Anthony had like got full on Dark Giles in this one and you know like that black trench coat just flowing behind him like darth fucking vader like it was sweet that was awesome and when he pushed the coach down and his nuts fell out 
of course, because it was that co- that one yeah. the co- the fir- yeah. from the first he season, he was Richmond's name. coach like three years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There again, there were a couple things. Up, I'm not sure. I really. I mean, although it was cool how it happened, like I still don't know if they under they knew what they wanted to do with Rupert's character because if you because of the way they positioned yeah. him a couple episodes ago, and then they go back to this. Like, I, I'm not. I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. Like I, for I, for yeah. for I, the, from the standpoint of what they gave us, and then they just I just hop skip back to his what we thought he was. Yeah, I think so. Jane Becker wrote that that episode, International Break, and I think she did not want to have Rebecca standing on her own in the Super League meeting, mm-hmm. and so she was like, "Well, let's like tease this like them getting back together." And that didn't work. I mean, it was funny and, and everything. But then in the very next episode, you know, after uh, Beck and Bex and the other lady show up, you know, mm-hmm. um, at her door. And then it's like, oh, Nate Shelley has been fired because of things. And it turns out, no, it was Rupert the whole time who um, had an affair with Miss Cakes and other women. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm thinking the British tabloids don't really care that much about this guy doing that stuff. And like, I don't think he cares enough to, you know, have it bother him the way it did. Yeah. And, and that's the, that was the problem I had is because it looked like he was Mm -hmm. genuinely changing. And even in this episode, there's a scene where he's about to go into, you know, the, the, the box, you know, Mm -hmm. with all the, you know, with all, with all the people and, he has that look of being terrified yeah. and then puts on a mask. But, I think he was scared of losing, to yeah. be honest. I think that's what that was, I, is he knew that they didn't have it. Yeah, again, that I could I could under I could see that, but basing it on what we got from him, and again, I'm going back to that the one episode where a couple episodes ago. It's just a little uneven, the storytelling with him. And again, this is a small thing just because he hasn't been in it like mm-hmm. too much. This is not like the Keeley thing where I, I, I was so disappointed in general for like this season for yeah. her and what they did with her. If they would have cut her out, like just like you said a few about a month ago, you was like, you know, her story was told already. Her story ended. Her story like, was ended. Yeah. totally unnecessary for these last few episodes. Like other than the Roy Jamie love triangle, which honestly I could have done without. I could have done without that. So especially because Roy tells Jamie you need to you need to step aside. <laughs> yeah, God, I can't imagine how bad his throat hurts because that's not what he sounds like. Um, yeah, maybe that's why Roy doesn't talk so much. Um, <laughs> whistle, whistle. <laughs> uh, the end of the last practice was was magical. Oh yeah, it was magical and doing the Von Trapp family. Good night. Goodbye. <laughs> um, and I liked how like the fans were all there. Like not like there wasn't a ton of fans, but I liked the fans there. I liked how I yeah. liked how Jamie was the first one off, but then he stayed and hung out. Like yeah. in past, Jamie would have just gone to the locker room with the rest of them. Because not everybody yeah. stayed and hung out. Um Right. But uh I I thought, yeah, that was really cool. Um we gotta talk about Isaac. With his first ever penalty kick. Through the freaking Well, it was so net. funny because honestly, it makes sense that he misses it. 
but he kicked it so yeah. hard it broke the net and uh <laughs> it's just like it was just so it's like wow that's hilarious like that's it's like a mighty ducks thing yeah so and probably my favorite soccer part though was when uh west ham scored and ted laughed oh yeah he's like they're offside number 14 was offsides yeah. And then Beard hands him the money, and he checks in. He goes, it's not counterfeit. He goes, it's not a reflection on your character. <laughs> and after what we learned about Beard in the previous yeah. episode, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, that is definitely like something I would do. Yeah, that that was great. Just, um, just how far we've come with Ted. And- yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it was good. It was nice to see Dr. Sharon kind of like touching base with her, her this season other yeah, than in like, her Dallas Cowboys shirt. Right. That was not okay. That was <laughs> like, that was the most offensive thing they've done on this show so far. Like, <laughs> like it was so offensive. It's like, how dare you? How, how, how dare you? You know, I, to say, uh, I, I was like, it. wait, I have, I have, how dare you? I don't need to, you know, <laughs> mock her any more than we already do. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great comeback. They did that play, the misdirection play. Um, it was really, really cool. What about the player's court, though? Oh, the I could not stop laughing about Isaac in that chair with that wig, the way he was just kind of... Oh. When he first came out yeah. with the, the whole outfit, it's it's ridiculous. And for missing every practice and every game, Nate yeah. Shelley fined five thousand pounds. Yes, uh, <laughs> for missing every practice, every team dinner, and every every game, five thousand dollars. He's like, well, okay, I deserve it. I imagine Nate's got some money now. Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so that that was really, really, really funny. Um, and then, you know, Jamie putting the extra money in again, just more of that, that just like maturation of Jamie Tart. Yeah. 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 It, it was, it, it, there was, there were no real surprises, mm-hmm. and, but, and, but it, it, that's a reminder, uh, you know, a good writing it's not the fact that the good writing gives you surprises necessarily, which again, good surprises, uh, surprises can be great. Yeah. But it's the fact of how it's presented. You can know something's coming and it still touches you because of the fact how, how well it's done. Right. And there was, so, there was a lot of things here that in this episode that I, I was not surprised happened, but right. It was still so well done. Like I knew Ted was going to give a, you know, just some type of heartwarming speech yeah. to the team. The the one thing that it's it shouldn't have surprised me, but it surprised me a little bit. But the whole belief, you know, everybody took yeah. pieces of that belief sign, yeah. which I thought was great. It was super sweet, right? I mean, yeah. kind of, kind of what you want it to be. Like this show was yeah. so incredibly wholesome, you know. Yes. Like the yeah. entire time, like, um. And like there were a ton of really good call outs coming coming like from this and, and things in the past. Um but like the whole the diamond dogs, Trent, I thought Trent was really good in this episode when they were talking mm-hmm. about things that are perfect and how nothing's ever really perfect. 
and mm-hmm. um, they're like, well, Trent's hair is perfect. I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. And that's a hundred percent correct. Um, but you know, even, even like with the Colin thing, like has his, his boyfriend finally showed up to the game. Um, you know, they had their little kiss because everybody was kissing. Like, and again, that's, yeah. the, that wasn't shoehorned in. They like, they set that up. They set it yeah. up where, where, where Colin was obviously okay enough for him to be like, you, you, I would like you to come to the game. Yeah. You know? And, and again, I, I, I said that we, we, we both said that is that, Colin's story felt more natural and was more interesting than anything that happened between Keely and Jack. Yeah, 100%. The, the Keely and Jack thing was a virtue signal. Yes. Plain the Colin and, and I don't even know the guy's name, but the Colin thing was a story. Right. Yes. You know, it was part of a story. It, it was part of a guy going, a person going through something. Yeah. And, and the I relationship the convers- between him and Trent, you know. Yes, which I love. Yeah. It was really good. Really, really good. Um, not a lot to complain about there. Uh, I really don't have anything bad to say. I don't have any any like, oh, this didn't work or that didn't work. Other other than the Keeley story, which we've been kind of harping on, um, yeah. I thought Barbara was kind of funny there at the end. Like, I'm not sure why she was there, but like, you know, like when the guy Rebecca went out with got his nose broken from Isaac's kick, that was funny. That was another callback. Um, yeah. Sassy, obviously showing up there at the end. Um, well, also yeah. that guy, uh, also, like when he got his tickets, yeah. him and his wife, he's like, you see, he looked at me oh, yeah. or something like that. Oh, the old, like, the old, yeah. That and the old, uh, the old couple from like the episode where it was yes. like talking about Richmond, like it was like there was just an, a lot of really good stuff that was added. And I just realized we did not do our out of fives. So real yeah. quick, out of five goodbyes. Goodbye. Uh, I give it a four point one eight. Okay. I went four point seven nine, and obviously we've been talking about it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things where like there was a lot of things that we expected to see, and not only did yeah. they give us what we expected, which is great, they didn't subvert things. Like Ted didn't kill himself. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but like, not only did did they give us the things that we wanted, we got all the things that we didn't know we needed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ted. You know, Ted coaching his son's soccer team uh, and like being yeah. like, you know, and like, you know, what are we? We're, we're a goldfish, you know, and yeah. it, like it was so sweet. And, and those are those are really great moments um, that we like to see. Yeah. And so. like you said, if, if this is the end, OK, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I really want to see more AFC Richmond. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about how this season ends. Like, so, okay. There's the scene between Rebecca and Ted at the airport. And then Rebecca meets Amsterdam guy and his kid randomly, which was yeah. perfect. Just perfect. So they're going to yeah. go off and live happy, happily ever after. She sells half the team to the city, to the fans, which. Yeah, she did. Was she packed it. Yep. She did. 
Um, I'm sure. I mean, she still made a butt ton of money. Did you see all the certificates May had though? May probably owns like 10% yes. of the team all by herself. I, no, I saw um, that. That was great. You know, and, and they went to touch it and she, and those three were sharing one <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with their white gloves. Um, but no, it was, you know, yes, it, it ended in a way that like Ted's story is over. And then the very last scene with Trent when he's looking at the manuscripts of the book that he gave to beard and Ted, um, beard put, I have a, I just, ha- I have a few notes and every page was marked. <laughs> and then Ted says, this is great. And then at the bottom, it says only, I would recommend you change the name. It was never all, it was never about me. And right. You know, that, that sums up the show so well. Like it was about, the team and like, yeah, Jason yeah. Sudeikis is great as Ted Lasso, but here's the thing as Ted Lasso, he's really the only character that did not majorly grow. Yes. He had his growth moments for sure, but like where, where Roy Kent came from and where he ended up, where Jamie Tarr came from, even beard where he came from when he first got there. And then it yeah. ends with him being married to a pregnant Jane. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Um, yes. and then that couple that's, that's that chased them around perfect. London that one night. Yeah. Yeah. The they beards, were there. Beards night out. That was great. Um, and then, you know, the, the whole idea of like a women's team, do not do a women's episode. Do not do no. that. Stick no. with these characters. Let us watch Roy and beard and Nate coach this team, bring in new players, continue that. Because I will tell you, that's this. what we want. If, if you want to see it fail, do that. Because it will tarnish again, the. Re- you can have the women's team as a, yeah, that's- as a as a D plot in the AFC Richmond, like in an if that's what you want to call it, AFC Richmond, right? Yeah. If you want to do that, that would be fantastic. Like, yes, we started a women's team. This is what's going on, but you do cannot not make that the forefront. No, 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 no. And no, I feel no. like Apple, Apple is, has been pretty risk averse with a lot of the stuff that they've put out there. Like, yes, they are taking big swings. Don't get me wrong, but they are not coming out with a bunch of like just woke garbage. No, like what they do is, and, and again, they did some virtue signal changes, not in Ted Lasso, but no. in the foundation sure. show. But like, it, that's not the reason that show is kind of like, up and down. I, uh, yeah. Again. I mean, unfortunately, the foundation was too boring for words, and I couldn't keep watching it. But yeah, yeah, it, 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 it and again, it, it was one of those things very excited for. But I think you're right. I think they know what what works with this show. Yeah. yeah. And I hope. And again, it, it, this is if they go if they go with AFC Richmond mm-hmm. and, and do a, a a sequel series, if you will. Yeah. I think they they see. Look, this is about the characters that we fell in love with, not just Ted Lasso. Like you said, this was never just about him, mm-hmm. right? but it was about everybody else too. And that's the beauty of and, it. You can bring Ted back in as a guest. You can bring yeah. Ted back in when you need him, you know, not like right. what scrubs did. So, so Bill, I think Bill Lawrence is going to learn a lot from what he did with scrubs. So scrubs ended cause you know, Zach Braff was just done playing JD and they went and they did that scrubs intern season, which is highly underrated. Fight me. Um, but they brought Zach Braff back too much. 
Yeah, you just need sprinkling, a yes. little sprinkling. Like one episode in the season, like or like Ted's on yeah. a FaceTime or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I imagine Jason Sudeikis can grow that magnificent mustache pretty quickly. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, all in, like, I, I think at it, like, I'm not going to record this, but out of 10 for the season or for the series, like going, well, out of 10 for the season, right? This is probably a seven for the season. I have it a seven. Yes. Overall for the series, it's an eight. Yes. Um, you know, it's a fun show. It's a show you look forward to. I, I bet there's a lot of people that this is their favorite show of all time. Mm-hmm. And I could um, see it because, again, it, it does. It gets to see, especially in season two. Uh, there was a lot of serious issues that were were raised and yeah. and explored, but it it would never got to the point where it was just overwhelming and took away. From the wholesomeness, correct. It, 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 if anything, it only built upon. It helped build that. Yes. It remind us: look, even with good things, sometimes there are bad things that happen. There are things yeah. we have to, challenges that we have to face. But again, with Ted Lasso and with a lot of the other people around us, you know, they they face those challenges and come out smiling at the end. Yep, absolutely. I don't think you could say it any better than that. So, on that note. Thank you for putting up with us this week. <laughs> uh, we will be back next week. Sans Ted Lasso. Um, so that'll be sad. But, you know, there's lots of fun stuff to talk about. The writer's strike is still going strong. Oh, I, I didn't even. Didn't. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, you know. See, nobody cares. See, nobody cares. We got writer's strike here. We got writer's strike. Here. We got writer's we got strike. Writer's See, nobody cares. Anyway, um, just do better, and I'll support you, Writers Guild of America. Did you yeah. see George R. R. Martin went out on the picket line? He's like, dude, you should be at home writing your books. Dude, get your this fat is the ass problem. Back in your get office. your fat ass back. Somebody wrote, at least he's got out to the sun. At least he's getting <laughs> some sunlight while he's not writing books. <laughs> getting his steps in. I mean, he was just standing there. I don't think he was really walking around. He was rascal scootering around. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Going to hell. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to miss Ted Lasso. I look forward to going back and binging it like I will with Succession. I'm going to go yeah. back and I'm probably going to wait like a month. Who am I kidding? I'm going to wait like a week. Um, and I'm going to start Succession from the beginning and watch it all in like one sitting. <laughs> I mean, it's four eight-episode seasons. I mean, come on. Like, you know, that's like two days. That's a Saturday, Sunday. Oh, geez. But anyway, yeah. So, all right. It's time to go finish Jedi Survivor and get to 100% on Kobo and Jedi. So. So long. Farewell. Vitor San. Adieu. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh- <laughs> All right. We will talk to y'all next week. See you later. Bye. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. 
To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.